Well, hey there. Welcome to the Dark Matter Mystery Club podcast. Thanks for being here today. Um, I wanted to do a little update on that video I did a couple of weeks ago about dark matter monsters and sudden invisibility. And all those ideas uh, where I showed from physics that the idea of invisible matter is already part of physics. The idea of strange states of matter, so to speak, is already part of physics. And in that previous video, which uh, I'll post a link below, I encourage you to take a look at, we talked about the multiverse idea of Hugh Everett III and then how, and how that allows for parallel realities. And that could have something to do with Bigfoot and cryptids and their seeming ability to disappear. Uh, and there's also all that work being done in dark matter and the idea that there's types of matter that can kind of morph between our reality and a dark matter universe. And we mentioned the work of Ken Shoulders, who did work in exotic vacuum objects, charge clusters, and he talked about these dark matter messengers and how um, in his experiments, we showed some pictures um, in the video which is on YouTube, uh, we showed some pictures of these charge clusters going into this stealth dark mode and then reappearing again. So the idea that we already have states of matter that switch between a visible and invisible state is already been introduced into science. What we're doing here is just extending it to the idea that this could might explain what we see in cryptid Bigfoot behavior where the creatures... Uh, seemingly disappear in flashes of light, curtains of light become digitized, as the witnesses say, pixelated. Uh, as I mentioned, I've talked to witnesses who've seen this, uh, even on Wes Germer's Sasquatch Chronicles, which is always a good source for witness interviews in episode 10, uh, 15, 1015. Uh, there's a fellow who worked in the Forest Service, and he relates a story that when he was 19, he actually saw a Bigfoot very close to where he was sleeping at night in the Sierra Nevadas, and it just, uh, he said it walked between two trees. He's definitely very humanoid, and he said it was like a Star Trek transporter. Sparkles, what does that sound like? We've heard this before. So uh, this idea is already uh, out there, and it, it may have something to do with the way cryptids disappear, or the way they seem to like jump around in your uh, visual uh, screen, so to speak. You know, they just don't seem to continuously move between two points. But I wanted to mention two other important sources for this idea in, uh, in physics. And one of them goes way back to the 1840s, the physicist Wilhelm Weber, who working with uh, the mathematician uh, at the time, physicist Gauss, uh, Carl Friedrich Gauss, um, pointed out that even with standard Newtonian physics, if two particles get very close together, and uh, Gauss and Weber did a lot of very accurate measurements. They invented the telegraph and even got some very accurate measurements of the electromagnetic uh, speed of light 
um, way, way before it had been experimentally measured, uh, you know, decades later on, just from their calculations, uh, they were able to get something that was pretty close to what our speed of light is. Uh, they found that particles, I believe it was closer than 10 to the minus 15th meters, very small size, would create an attractive force which Weber said would create negative inertial mass. This is a type of mass with the exact opposite properties of what we're used to in what we usually see, and it's associated with strange states of matter, Alcubierre warp drives, and types of effects where you get the opposite of what you would think. You would ob Objects that would normally uh, cause gravitational attraction would cause some sort of repulsion. And negative inertial mass, and, and the opposite is you get this strong type of attraction where the particles sort of merge into one new particle, which is the basis for superconductivity, Cooper pairs. Uh, so Weber anticipated the idea of superconductivity just using Newtonian laws. And superconductivity eventually becoming, um, in a modern state, the Bose-Einstein condensate, uh, coherent matter. So we can, we can trace some of these ideas of alternative states of matter all the way back to Weber. And of course, the real big guy here uh, who introduced us to these alternate states of matter from another point of view is Paul Dirac. Dirac was the original person to propose the idea of antimatter. And he proposed this idea that there were, was a particle that would have the same mass as the electron, but the opposite charge, the so-called positron. He proposed this in 1929. And this is even before the neutron is discovered. At the time, there were only electrons and protons that were known. And if you listen to some of the last interviews that Dirac uh, gave before he passed on in the, in the 80s, he said that he was very hesitant to introduce the idea of a new particle because everyone was very happy with just two particles, electrons and the protons. Very simple, right? And people really ridiculed him for proposing this idea. Uh, he was able to come up with this idea because in his Dirac equations, you have these squares of numbers. And as you know, a positive number squared or a negative number squared equal a positive number. So he said, just mathematically speaking, there should be a class of oppositely charged particles, which would lead to satisfy the Dirac equation. And of course, a number of years later, uh, when research was being done on cosmic background radiation, the the positron was discovered in these cosmic ray emissions. And so Dirac was proved correct. So Dirac is the one that back in the 20s and 30s was already talking about antimatter. Now, we're not saying here that cryptids, Bigfoot, creatures like this are a type of antimatter, you know, directly. It's just the idea that they're alternative states of matter that are pretty darn weird that even physicists didn't even believe in at the time they were introduced that have later been proven to be real. And I think we can extend this idea 
to other life forms. Because when you talk about these topics to some people, they think it sounds strange and weird. And we have to point out that pretty much every new physics discovery at the time uh, has led to conclusions which are strange and weird from the point of view of ordinary physics, but that's what the mathematical equations tell us. And that's why we can show, even going back to the 1840s with Wilhelm Weber, or in the last century, Paul Dirac, they were able to predict alternative states of matter, which in some cases weren't verified until many decades later. I mean, superconductivity isn't uh, discovered, I believe, until about 60, 70 years later after Gauss, just the original idea of it. Um, and... Uh, it was this uh, another German physicist that discovered superconductivity. And it's not until the 50s where sort of a theory is developed about how it could happen. The original, uh, you can look this up there, the original ideas about superconductivity uh, were not correct at the time. I mean, the biggies in science, Einstein and Heisenberg and uh, Schrodinger all had their ideas about what superconductivity was, but none of those proved to be correct. So even though they were correct in, in their own respective ideas that they were known for, they were not correct in explaining superconductivity. It was thought as something to be a product of, of the lattice of the materials, but it's actually a product of the particles um, themselves. And so Weber anticipated this. And if you look up failed theories of superconductivity online, you can read about this. So um, it's just, when we look at this topic, we look at dark matter and we look at the idea of invisibility, to me, it just seems like a logical extension of ideas in physics that at the time might have been ridiculed, but now superconductivity, antimatter are accepted as real possibilities. Coherent matter, Bose, Einstein condensate, something that isn't, verified until uh, over 60 years after it's predicted by Bose and Einstein. And one more thing, if you're interested in supporting my channel, I have a new Patreon page, which I'll put in the link below. Uh, there's different levels depending on how much participation you're interested. We have RV classes uh, once a month and uh, or twice a month if you want. And um, it's, it's very accessible. It's the uh, Dark Matter Mysteries Club. Hope to see you there. So in any case, you know, science changes, ideas change uh, over time. And just because something seems strange when we first hear about it or think about it, you know, decades later, you can find experiments that show it's true. And I'm sure that'll be true with the Bigfoot uh, encrypted invisibility uh, subject matter. Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you in the next podcast. Take care for now and bye.